BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I have been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. For most of us, this is something that we have naturally. It may not always be in business, but we find ways to create something out of our lives. This episode is about my journey and the many ups and downs along the way. You've heard more about my life in episode one and the years leading up to this, but I hope during this episode to take you more behind the scenes with what this was all about, how it felt to be unknown, trying to make it in the industry that truly only cared about connections and who you were. How intimidating everything seemed from an upbringing where, for whatever reason, that reach and ambition just wasn't there. This is me coming clean on how Paige Hathaway from the Midwest became Paige Hathaway, fitness model, and creator of the Fit and Five. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As we like to do, let's start it back from the beginning. And, you know, I was trying to figure out how I was going to start this. And we were thinking like, we were going to say, here's the scoop, because you'll see why here in a second. But also I have, you know, my iPad here because I have some bulletins. So I don't stray away from what I'm wanting to say too much, but let's take it back to the scoop. And we're going to talk about my first entrepreneurial venture. When I was younger, my parents told me that if I wanted to do something or if I wanted to be in sports or whatever, that I was going to have to figure out how to, a way to pay for my uniforms and the things that I needed to play sports. And when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, I was thinking, how in the world, besides my measly chores and the measly money that I make for my chores, how am I going to do this? So I thought of an idea based on trying to figure out what is a necessity in, in my neighborhood. I couldn't really mow the lawn because I didn't have a lawnmower to take around to ask people if they wanted their lawns mowed. I'm like, what could what could I do that was a minimal equipment? And I was like, aha, people hate picking up their dog poop. <laughs> and so I was like, could I, do you think people would pay me to pick up their dog poop? You know, I started by asking my neighbors and they were thrilled with paying me five, 10 bucks 
to go around their backyard to pick up their dog poop. And I was like, wow, you know what? I might be onto something here. So I printed on a piece of paper, pages, pooper scooper business. And I put it up in our park. And at the bottom of the paper, I had printed my phone number. Well, you know, my parents' phone number on the bottom of the paper about 20 times. And I cut a slit in between each number so people could rip off my number and call me if they wanted me to pick up their poop. And I was amazed to know how many people I was picking up poop every day. It was insane, but such a creative way to, you know, make money. I mean, I guess I could have opted for like a lemonade stand or something, but instead I was Paige's pooper scooper business. I did that all the way up until I could actually get a job when I was 16 years old. And from there I did 16 year old jobs. I worked at a tanning salon. I worked at this restaurant called Sonic where you wear roller skates and take food out to people's cars from there, my jobs just grew a little bit more, I guess, advanced as my age. I got a job at the mall. The mall was a little bit further of a distance. So I could then drive to the mall. As I got a little bit older, I worked at the mall. I got a Chili's restaurant job serving and waiting tables. I started doing promotions um, for companies at like concert venues or event spaces that were held in the city next to mine. So I just slowly started to build up, I guess, my resume, uh, my job experience as my age progressed. When I got into fitness, I started an Instagram And back then, 10 years ago, being an Instagram influencer wasn't a thing. I didn't even know you could create a business and promote it and live on Instagram or social media. I mean, yeah, we had MySpace, we had Facebook, but having a business and growing a brand was something that was so foreign to me being from a device on your phone. From there, I did fitness shows and you don't make money in fitness shows unless you are like top dog. And the first fitness show I did, it was a state show. So you don't win money from state shows. The only thing you do from state shows is you advance to a national show and then to, you know, bigger shows, which then potentially you could win money. But from there, I did my state shows And I did another state show and another state show. And I was coming to find out I was just placing like down the poles. Even to my last show, I was basically last place. It was so, so sad because I had found this, you know, new passion, this new drive, this new thing that was like, you know, burning a fire inside my soul. Like this is, this is what I was made for. But then I was placing almost last place. From there, I decided to go back to the drawing board. How can I make it in the fitness industry? How can I make money make, making this a living in the fitness industry if I am going to place last place? So I was forced to go back to the drawing board. And from there, I created a list of things that I could potentially do to get my name out there. 
I wrote down magazines. I wrote down fitness expos. I wrote down spokesmodel contests. I literally wrote down everything I knew that was connected to the industry that I was trying to get into. And I made a promise to myself to stay committed to venturing into these things to see if this potentially could be a breakthrough for me. And in 2014, with all the emails that were sent out, all the things that I did, women's health actually wrote me back. I remember their email. I remember the feeling. I was so excited. I remember getting goosebumps. I was so shocked. My mouth dropped and hit the floor. I couldn't believe that women's health actually wanted to see this small town girl from the Midwest. They invited me into their office to do a in-person interview. This required me to now figure out how I was going to pay for a trip up to New York but I did it. I was committed. I figured out a way. I borrowed money from my family. I went up there, had my interview with Women's Health, and they said, you know what? We would love to hire you, but are you represented by an agency? Are you represented by a management company? And I didn't have an agency. I didn't have a management company. So they were so kind to set up another in- interview at a agency. I remember I went into the agency. I was so nervous. I was just this, you know, nervous wreck. I remember my palms were sweaty. There was these tall, beautiful models. As I walked into the door, I was thinking, wow, I am in the wrong place. I remember I talked to this guy named Topher. He asked me if I had any photos or any experience modeling. And I didn't. And he politely turned me down, even though woman's health wanted to hire me. He turned me down. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From there, when I went back home, basically empty-handed, I was so disappointed. I was thinking, okay, next step, I'm not going to give up. Next step is to get photos. I need to get professional photos. So from there, I found this website called Model Mayhem. I don't even know if it's still a site anymore. It might be. But if you are looking to get professional photos, a lot of these photographers go on there and models that are aspiring to be models, they go on this website to trade to both get 
photos for their portfolio. So I went on there and I connected with a few photographers. Oh my gosh. Looking back at those photos now. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> but they were, they were amazing at the time because at that time also with creating Instagram, no one was creating and putting on their accounts professional photos. And so taking that and taking that step to do what Topher said, you know, although it was a disappointment and a letdown, I took those words and I applied them. I not only got professional photos, but I was posting them on Instagram, which set me apart from people that were just posting selfies on Instagram. And that also could have potentially helped grow my Instagram at the time, because at that time I had about I want to say 30,000 followers, which was huge back when Instagram started and maybe taking Topher's, you know, discouraging words of advice helped grow my Instagram. From there, I took those professional photos and I made a comp card. A comp card is this, (laughs) you know what this is. I don't know if it's like an ancient thing or if people still do this, but A comp card is kind of like a business card, but a lot bigger because you're putting a ton of photos and your information on this card. So I thought of instead of just going to an expo, how about I make comp cards and pass them out at this expo? And that's what I did. I went to Olympia in Vegas. I think it was 2014 something like that. And I passed out these comp cards. I stood in giant lines. I introduced myself. I passed out my comp card. Hi, I'm an aspiring fitness model. My name is Paige Hathaway. You know, I just did the whole spiel and passed it out. I have no idea if those comp cards did anything or if they just filled up the trash cans. But through my continual efforts, my commitment to not quit, when doors closed, figuring out other opportunities and other ways to maybe potentially make things work, but ultimately to not allowing the nose tear me down and to stop and to think like my dreams are stupid and this is just so silly and what the heck am I doing? Instead, I just kept going, but I didn't keep going, beating down the same door. I opened up many doors Because I find that when you are traveling to a destination, if you're going to drive to Disneyland, there's not one route to get there. And if that route is closed due to construction, dead ends, whatever it may be, there's other roads to get there. And I feel that that's the same way with chasing your dreams or opening a business or whatever it is that you're wanting to do. From there, I you know, passed out my comp cards. And I got a call from this company called Shreds. It was a brand new company that was just newly, freshly hitting social media. And they were looking for a face to their supplement company. I was so excited. I was like, okay, maybe this is the opportunity that I'm looking for. And I took the big leap of faith. Although a lot of people that I knew in the industry was telling me not to do it. I took the big leap of faith and I did it. And from there, I signed with Shreds. The next year, I had the biggest booth at Olympia. 
I had the biggest banner, the longest line. And it was like my aha moment. I was like, holy crap, I made it. From that moment on, I figured out, okay, I've done so much in Oklahoma, but maybe if I want to grow my brand, I need to get outside my comfort zone. I need to move maybe to a bigger city. And that's what I did. I packed up a U-Haul without telling my friends and family because I didn't want them to shake up this idea that I had. I didn't want them to discourage me wanting to move. And I packed up my bags, packed up my house and moved to Pomona, California, because at that time, that is what I could afford. Pomona is one of the most dangerous cities in LA, but it was one of the cheapest. So it was about an hour or two outside of the city and I moved to Pomona. From there, because I was stuck outside of the city, I didn't have any friends at Pomona. I didn't, it took so long to commute to LA that I was just focused. I created the Fit and Five. I created um, a business for myself. I created Paige Hathaway LLC. And then from there, I just stuck with that tunnel vision and focused on going back to that drawing board that I first made when I was trying to make it. But this time the drawing board was for my brand and how to grow my brand and how to be able to reach the masses, to be able to help people around the globe. Now I live in Dallas, Texas. I have a family of my own and I am still using that same method that I did at the beginning where I'm always looking to that drawing board. And that's how I created my podcast that I am talking to y'all now because this is on my new drawing board. If there are holes in the story that you are wishing that I would have elaborated more on, I talked a lot about this in episode one. So definitely go back to that and listen to that. But I'm going to be touching on a lot more of this and more episodes to come. So stay tuned and don't worry and don't think you're missing anything. (laughs) This is part of the episode that I want to rewind and recap a little bit. Looking back at my journey, what is the one thing that allowed me to find the path to where I am when so many others are searching to do the same? Well, here it is. There will be haters that aren't going to be there to cheer you on that actually try to discourage you from doing the things that you want most. And it could even be the closest people to you. Haters don't have to be someone that you don't know. There are so many times throughout my journey that I could have given up. So many times when the perceived failures could have outweighed the wins. The thing though that set me apart in those years is that I did not give up. I went to expos. I even stayed in my car at one of the expos and I ate canned fruits and vegetables. I handed out comp cards when others probably might've thought that that was beneath them. I was willing to do what it took to get where I wanted to be. This is something that so many people don't understand. 
There is no big break that comes without years of struggle. No one that is successful found it easy. I guarantee you, if you ask someone that's successful, no one said, oh, it was easy. So here's my advice. And it's what I want to go into for the five things segment today. Here we go. Here are the five ways to find success through adversity. Number one being, you need to realize at the beginning that there will be failures. There will be adversity. You need to shape your mindset to think that those moments are growth. They are not failure. This is how you know that you're on the right path in doing what you need to do in order to succeed. And as hard as it is sometimes and how hard as it may seem, this will prepare you for your career and your life and your success. Number two, and this can seem really tricky at times, but you need to ignore the haters. And like I said before, it's not about a hater that doesn't know you and they're just hating on you. You could have haters that are your best friend who are your sister or your brother. Um, a hater could just mean someone who's being discouraging. These are people in your life that may think that they are doing you a kindness or a favor by trying to discourage you from pursuing your ambitions and your dreams. If you know what you want, take my advice and do not listen. Make sure that you always check yourself and your plan to make sure that your ambitions are attainable, are there and are met and that there is a sustainable business that you are working towards. If those things are in place, then you can't and you shouldn't let anyone change your mind. Number three, surround yourself with challengers. And I love this one. This is similar to the last one, but obviously there's an important distinction here from haters to challengers. These are people in your life that are going to make you reach for what you want. Even when you may feel like they're kind of in competition, they have goals that they are pushing for which is obviously going to motivate you to push for your goals. Sometimes they may make you feel like you aren't even doing enough, but these people will help drive you and they will make you not stay complacent because they're always reaching for their goals. Sometimes they may even be pursuing that something similar to you, but you need to be confident in yourself and don't see it as a threat but you need to see it as a way to learn more and to possibly just level up your game. Number four is something I still kind of struggle with today. You know, you, you struggle with different things through different times in your life, through different seasons. And for me, it truly is finding balance, which is so important in all aspects of your life because no one can survive completely consumed with one thing. So you need to balance and make time for yourself. You need to make time for your family. You need to balance your drive 
with time also to unwind and feel the winds along the way. This is so important. You need to take time to feel the winds along the way. If you are a driven person, often, I'm guilty of this, we forget to stop and reflect on our accomplishments. And this can be discouraging in its own. You really need to take time and really experience your accomplishments, live in your accomplishments, and feel the wins along the way. This is so important. Make sure you celebrate your victories and your milestones. If you have a partner and or a family, you need to make sure that you include them too. Because they were there for the hard times and you need to make damn sure that they're there and included in the wins. And most importantly, number five, and I kind of touched on this through the episode is do not, do not stop if the door closes and the opportunity is no longer there. I always say that if you have a fuel and this fire and this passion and something lights you up and makes you happy, you need to go for it. You need to keep it up. And throughout my journey, this was something that I felt like it was in my heart for a reason. And time after time, after time, after time, things weren't working out. I was told no, I was doing things and seeing no progress, but I didn't quit. And I found different way, a different door, a different direction, and a, just a completely different path. So that would be number five to me. I feel like it's so important to not give up because so many times people give up way too early when that opportunity, that goal, that, that could, that moment, if you just persevere and push through, it could be the moment when it opens up for you and works. So I hope this was helpful for y'all today. I hope that some of these things resonate with you. This is our goodbye. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast and please rate and review the podcast so people can also enjoy it as well. Bye y'all. I will talk to y'all next time.